Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Happy Tuesday, November 21. That's Thanksgiving week and tomorrow's the, uh, will be Thanksgiving Eve. That will be our last program tomorrow. Uh, we won't have anything on Thanksgiving or on the Friday after that so everyone can be Hang out with their family and with the leftover turkey and fixings and gravy and pumpkin pie. Oh my goodness, it's going to be so good. So anyway, so we will see you today and tomorrow, and then we'll see you right uh, on Monday after Thanksgiving. So it's going to be great. Uh, a quick reminder that Barry Wunsch will be the one that's with us tomorrow, uh, and then Johnny Anna Enlow will, will be back with us on Monday. So uh let's go ahead and run you a quick spot about the boreholes they call them in uganda they call them boreholes we call them all freshwater wells all the same thing so we'll quick reminder of what we're doing over there here we go with that giving a cup of cold water is a simple way to show someone they are valued that you care about them when jesus talks about this Maybe what he was trying to say, if someone cares enough to stop and think about what you need or what might help you, and they actually do something about it, wow, sacrificing for the benefit of another, that is loving your neighbor. Thank you for loving us, for giving us a cup of cold water. You give me a cup of cold water. And me. 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 I love that those uh, photos with the, the kids saying, and me. That was so cute. I got if you were watching me, it just smiles broke out on my face. It's just I love that one. I love all of these different spots that we do. I, I will be going with Dream to Uganda in February. We'll be there for a few days and we'll even shoot some pictures of the, some video out with us by the wells. And so I'm finally getting to go to examine them firsthand, Doreen and I are. So, and a couple of you are coming along with us. So that'll be neat to meet you all too. So thanks. Here's how you can donate to this ministry and to keep this going. And again, coming up shortly, we're going to be showing you films from within the United States of people we're helping here as well. And so it's, I'm really excited about that season is coming. We're going to see a lot more, not only in Uganda, but we're going to keep doing it in Uganda and all the different African countries. But we're going to also increase the giving um, and the reporting of the giving that we're doing here in the good old USA. So, all right, it's time to bring in Andrew Whalen, Prophet Andrew Whalen. So here we go with Andrew. Andrew, good to see you. Hey, hey uh, we, we talked about what we're going to have give you a, a time to mention something. I didn't know if you wanted to do that on the end or the beginning. Why don't you go ahead and do it now? Talk about what you were going to tell people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, in 2024, we're launching an equipping membership uh, through Vanquish, and we're calling it Strike Force. And it's just going to be a monthly membership where we make uh, resources available. Uh, and prophetic words and different things for those who join. And the heart behind the equipping membership is to raise up prophetic warriors um, that are equipped to um, operate 
in the prophetic and also to track prophetically together uh, in how to pray for different areas, especially in America. And so today we're actually launching it. We're making it available for purchase now. You can start the membership now. It doesn't come live until 2024. But if you purchase before 2024, we're giving everyone a free gift uh, called Dreams 101. It's a Dreams Masterclass. It's on foundations and activations that both my wife Kelly and I did. So it's a, yeah, it's a really uh, incredible uh, teaching to get you going in the realm of dreams. And so we're making that as a, a bonus nice. uh, for nice. to join the membership now. And it's called Strike Force. So that's our, we wanted to have a little bit of a militaristic uh, type. Good. Of- I like it. I like it. Vanquish P. And what does the PW stand for? Yeah. So the website's vanquishpw.com and PW just stands for prophetic warriors. Okay. Good, good, good. Well, we have an hour today, and so we want to jump right into it. Um, and the first one is a, a, a situation about a turbulence. I was telling you off the air, I had one of those things happen with turbulence on a plane. I, I'm, I just read this before we came on the air, so tell people the story and what God revealed to you on this. Yeah, you know, it was really interesting. I was on my way to Duluth, Minnesota. Actually, was flying into Minneapolis, Minnesota for a conference in Duluth. And um, the name of the conference was, I'm going to pull that up here. It was um, Faith on Fire, Igniting the Prophetic and Releasing His Roar. This Uh, is just like a week or two ago or something? uh, Yeah. So this was, uh, was it October 30th? Uh, Yeah, it was around October 30th that weekend. And so anyway, I took a flight from Chicago to Minneapolis and it was a connecting flight. I had to get in Chicago to Minneapolis. And then on the way, once we hit the border of Minneapolis, the pilot came over the radio and he said, everybody needs to buckle up. We're about to go through some rough sky. And, you know, I've heard pilots say that before. And I, I just, you know, was kind of like, okay, whatever, um, you know, flown a lot. So, but I was, I was shocked at just how rough it was. It might've been the most turbulent skies I've ever flown wow. in. And I mean, it was almost like an immediate roller coaster. And Jeez. I'm watching, you know, if you're ever watching someone's heads and I don't, by the way, I shared this in a couple different places and I don't say this to minister fear to anybody about flying because I trust the Lord. And I know that um, flying is, is a safe way to travel. Um, and you know, I used to be afraid of flying. My wife could tell you, I did not like to fly because you just, you know, you're like, it's too far away from the ground and I don't have control. (laughs) No, Yeah. I've been thinking, I remember my first flight in the seventies. I'd never flown, you know, know, when you're on the plane and it's going along fine. And then the little thing goes boom, boom. And it means something to, I don't know what it means, but it, it means something to the flight. Maybe it reaches, says you, we've reached 10,000. And I remember it's freaking out. What is that? What is, is this? Yeah, a- <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, I, I used to be a very frightened flyer. Now I don't even think about it, you know? Yeah. But so that's what was going on. It was, it was starting to get a little, you know, chaotic. And um, I was looking at, you know, people's heads. They're going, you know, from yeah. side to side. And, and now I, now everybody around me, they know I am a spirit filled Christian because 
I am shakabaka, you know. In really? The, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, because I, you know, I was like, people's heads were just like. Oh, I see that a few I times, mean, right? I was yeah. kind of like, okay, this is, this is intense. Lord, take the wheel. And, um, you know, it, it went on for, I don't know how long, 15 minutes, maybe 20. And you know, I'm just praying the whole time. And, but I have, I have peace, but I'm praying. And then almost instantly, it was like we broke through the atmosphere. Really? And I'm, I had a window seat and I was able to look. And it was like I could see this massive wall of chaotic, dark clouds that we had just emerged through. And then it, it literally looked like a, a huge cutout, like, like the Lord took a cutout of the clouds and it was like an open heaven and it was just blue skies, clear and, and a huge, uh, huge circle. And so, you know, it was instantly from chaos to peace Wow! and we began to descend and once we descended, we got lower and there was more clouds we had to actually pass through, but the clouds weren't chaotic. And we broke through those clouds and landed. And there was a light, refreshing rain. Like, that's how I described it. It was just like a, a small and still rain. And so I'm kind of like, uh, not traumatized, but I'm like, man, that was a, that was like a crazy flight. So I get off the air or, or the airplane and I go onto the jetway. And I walk into the airport, like I, I step into the airport off the jetway and I'm having an internal conversation with the Lord. And I, you know, I'm on my way to go to this conference. And so I'm, I'm extra, my antennas are up because I'm saying, Lord, I know how you work with me. I know that at times you allow me to experience things that are a prophetic message of some sort. So I'm walking in the airport and I ask him, I said, Lord, what was that about? And no sooner than I asked that question than a man walks right in front of me and his phone turned on. And I know he didn't mean for it to turn on because he like was surprised it turned on and he looked back to grab it. And it turned on and it spoke the phone, a voice spoke from the phone and said, remember, I just asked, Lord, what was that about? Yeah. The voice said, the work of the Holy Spirit. Whoa. Out of the phone. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I was shocked. I was like, oh my goodness. You know, and I, the guy, I don't think he had a clue what was going on. He just kept moving. And I was like, maybe I should follow this guy. But um, I mean, you know, you can't make that stuff up. I mean, when God does that on the moment, it's so God uh, uh, yeah. for him to do that. Yeah. He, he definitely caught my attention. And here's what I felt. Um, in fact, I think I wrote this down, but um, uh, yeah, so so here's what I, when I heard that, when I heard the voice say the work of the Holy Spirit, um, instantly it was like I had, a, I had an understanding from the Lord, and this is what I was, like he impressed on my heart. He said, Andrew, the natural first and then the spiritual. I heard him say, what you experienced on the plane is what I'm working in the spirit. And he was just showing me this was a result of the work of the Holy Spirit. The atmosphere of chaos and darkness is driven out. Oh, wow. And the refreshing rains of my spirit remain. And so, um, you know, 
I could go into a teaching on it. I don't think we have time to to go into it today, but I I found a passage of scripture that actually, if you go into your Bibles, there's usually like a little title for the passage, and the title right. over the passage literally just said the work of the Holy Spirit. Oh, same words, huh? same phrase. And so I go to it and I said, okay, God, I, I think I understand what you're saying, but uh, it's John chapter 16. And if you go in there, you can read about the work of the Holy Spirit. And it says, when his spirit comes, he um, basically he comes to convict of sin, of righteousness and of judgment. And um, the whole idea is that Jesus is saying, I've got to go. The Holy Spirit's got to come and he's going to convict you of these three things. And ultimately what he's going to do, the work of the Holy Spirit is to glorify me um, by taking everything that belongs to me and revealing it, making it known to you. So that's part of the work of the Holy Spirit is to take from what Jesus has, uh, all that belongs to Jesus, and then uh, giving it to us, imparting it to us, releasing it to us, making it accessible to us. So it was a profound kind of a eye opener that weekend, but it's got me on this um, this track of praying and saying, God, let the Holy Spirit go to work. Let the Holy Spirit go to work in the body of Christ in these days. Let the Holy Spirit go to work in our city, in our region, in our nation. Uh, because I just saw firsthand what happens when the Holy Spirit goes to work. The, the authority, the realm of Christ's kingdom and dominion breaks through. Chaos is driven out. Darkness is driven out. And the rains of refreshing come. So that was part of what God was teaching me in that. It was such nice. a cool experience. Um, and so, and someone that's listening to this, say, um, they would probably have a hard time. Many people, including myself, depending on what time of life I heard this story, like, did God cause this turbulence to teach you a lesson? Did you just meet a moment in time where turbulence was happening and God used it to teach you a lesson? What? How would you... If someone said that they're a new believer, they'd say, well, what what did God do there? Well, that's a great question. I Here's what here's my thought. My my thought on it is that God was literally letting me experience in the natural okay. what was taking place in the spiritual. And Good. so I think that these things in the natural realm were were actually a manifestation of what was going on in the spiritual realm, that there was be chaos and darkness was being driven out of that realm, of that that place, actually that territory. And um, and so I, you know, I don't think it was just a, hey, I'm gonna let you experience something neat and tell you about it. I think it was God saying, this was a actual natural manifestation of the work of my spirit operating right now in this region. Yeah, that's good, so, really good. Yeah. Really good. Uh, okay. So that was kind of a, and, and the reason I wanted to start with that is because this is what I believe the Holy Spirit is doing. I think he's going to work in our day. And, you know, that's, that's the thing I, I preached recently and I heard myself saying the Holy Spirit is not a rogue agent of the Godhead. He doesn't speak on his own. He speaks what he hears. He takes from what is the Lord's and he makes it known to us. The Holy Spirit going to work today is means that Jesus and everything that Jesus accomplished at the cross uh, is being released to us and through us. 
And that is how I believe we're going to uh, effectively war in this present day is we have to walk in the same manner uh, that Jesus Christ walked. And so we have to know what we have in him. And that's yeah. what the Holy Spirit is going to do today. He's showing us what we actually have available um, in our union with Jesus. Good. So, Good. all right. Well, I'm going to move on then and uh, share the next point. So, um, yeah, so this was August 10th of 2022. Okay, so this is like last year, okay. Yes, so about a year back, and, and it caught me a little bit. Well, I'll just read it. So yeah. I stepped out of my Jeep. I was in Texas at this point, and I stepped out of my Jeep, not thinking. It's funny when the Holy Spirit will just, it's like he arrests me, in, and I. it doesn't happen a lot, but, but I just know that I'm being apprehended by the Holy Spirit, mm. and I'll sense him, and I'll hear him. And so I stepped out of my Jeep in a parking lot. I was actually on my way to go into a coffee shop. And at the moment I took a step down onto the parking lot, I was arrested by the Holy Spirit. That's the only way I can phrase it. It was like, boom, I just knew I'm being apprehended at this moment. And I clearly heard the Spirit of the Lord say, the earth, and by the way, I did not have a pre-context for what I was about to hear. In other words, I just, I hadn't meditated on this. I wasn't thinking about this. It just Boom. And I heard the Lord say, the earth hasn't even begun to see the chorus of prayer that I'm going to bring forth. And I knew by revelation, the moment I heard the Holy Spirit say that, I knew in that moment that what we call the present day prayer movement is only a drop in the bucket. Wow. And that all across the nation's the spirit of the Lord is going to fan into flame a new wave of fervent prayer. So good. So good. And, you know, I got to say this. The, um, this is an interesting timing of you sharing this because, you know, only this last couple of weeks, this thing hit the airwaves and there's accusations of Kansas City and all of that. And I'm not here to say guilty or not guilty or any of that related to the accusations out of the Kansas City IHOP. But, but what people were saying is this is going to deal a terrible blow to the prayer movement in the United States, and this is horrific. And then, uh, and I'm thinking, well, that doesn't sound good. I agree. But when I'm seeing this revelation from you, that as a year before that, God says, God's like saying, He's preempting that, like, uh, don't even entertain the idea that the prayer movement's taking a hit right now. Right. Well, and. Steve, I, I hesitated to share this, and I won't. I'll, this is not a controversial thing necessarily. Well, maybe it is. Well, the uh, I, I just feel the spirit on this for three, four, four dreams within ten years. So probably starting back in 2013, uh, I've had four dreams where I saw some of what's taking place presently within IHOP. Oh, really? Okay, wow. And I'm not going to be the judge on the matter. Sure. But what I saw, the the point, here's what I believe, the point of those dreams that were showing some of the things, and by the way, when I say showing the things, it wasn't identifying a, a the name of any individual. Right. But it was showing 
the uh, shaking that we're presently watching happen there. Okay. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Um, I haven't come out publicly and shared any of these dreams because I've just held them close before the Lord. And what I saw in every one of these four dreams, I'd say three were mine. One was my wife's. I'm including uh, one of my wife's. And uh, three were mine. One was my wife. In all of them, we saw that out of the, the turbulence, out of the shaking was coming a uh, a spread, a, um, how do I want to say it? Like, um, like a delegation of prayer into other places and regions. And it was like, we knew it's not that it's not that God was like ending completely ending something in Kansas city, but we knew that there was something like a pause or a stop button pushed on it in order that, that the prayer movement wouldn't remain in one place. It would begin to spread and be carried in much greater dimensions in other regions and places. And we actually saw different names of different places and regions. I'm not going to share that right now, but the hope is, is that I believe what's taking place presently is actually a sign that God is getting ready to ramp up and spread the movement of prayer across the nation and the nations. And it's not to... It's not to take away from uh, IHOP because, man, they've made an incredible contribution. Uh, I've been so blessed uh, and benefited by IHOP. But I do feel like God's saying this is a sign that I am decentralizing it to the rest of my body. I'm going to begin to release torches in, in many other places now that carry something. So. I hope that's okay to share. Yeah, that's very, very good, and it's it's really encouraging. I I've never um, we almost actually moved to Kansas City one year back in the 90, 1990, but it didn't work out. God showed us He had something else for us. We thought we were supposed to move there, all because of all this. But I don't even think His prayer movement, as we know it today, started about nineteen ninety nine. Someone had just said, and so. Um, but anyway, the bottom line, and I had received another word from. Uh, prophet russ walden this was like a year and a half two years ago maybe now and uh, he had said at that time he wasn't talking about trump coming back or not coming back but he says as a result of this having he didn't use the word turbulence but it's kind of we keep coming across that word today turbulence that's that's going to be happening that's regarding trump and all that he said the prayer movement that will end up being birthed out of this is going to be so, um, whatever word he used, pervasive, that it would set the uh, it would set the enemy's agenda back a hundred years. That was his strong word. Wow. Uh, in other, and so that's why when we just been hearing that, oh no, the prayer movement's going to take a horrible hit. This is God is not telling us the prayer movement is taking a hit. No, just the opposite. Just the opposite. Absolutely. And um, and I'd like to yeah, I'd like to quench that lie from the enemy yeah. over every one of our hearts over the body of Christ and just say yeah. that prayer is about to reach a new fever pitch and it's not going to be out of strife or out of fear. It's going to be by the spirit of the Lord and he's going to begin to breathe and fan into flame fires of prayer. He's going to catch up 
uh, regions in prayer. I, I, I've seen it. He's going to catch whole regions up in prayer. There's going to be places throughout the United States, and you just by virtue of coming into those territories start to get fanned into flame. Wow. And so I, I've seen this in dreams, and that's not even what I wrote down to share today, but I'm just going to say it and prophesy it that prayer is about to reach a whole new uh, intensity and fervency. And let me say this, Steve, that the encounter, the encounter I had on the plane with the turbulence actually brought me to a place of prayer. I mean, the really? turbulence itself was the context for the increase of prayer. I mean, everybody around me, they knew, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> they may not have known what I was saying, <laughs> but that's I was good. in the spirit at that point. And, um, and so I think that's going to be as it, as that was, so it will be even in this year, I, I think 2024 is going to be a year, um, of much, but one of the things I think we're going to experience is some turbulence that probably is not even prophetic to say, that's probably just, you know, common sense. Well, but I mean, when you say that it can be a prophecy, but I mean, it's just so encouraging to know that God is telling us right now in the midst of the turbulence that we're all hearing, uh, we're going forward full speed with prayer. And I, I read that this morning before I got on uh, the show with you, before I seen you this morning that you talked about that we don't, we could, how did you even say that? I knew in the moment that what we call the present day prayer movement in quotes is only a drop in the bucket and then all across the nations the spirit of the lord is going to fan into flame a new wave of fervent prayer i mean how cool is that promise amidst all the things that we're we're seeing yes i, I that's honestly that word you know i'm i'm a dreamer guy so you know i i i often go back and refer to my dreams and they have a real uh refreshing uh, ability or an ability to bring refreshing to my heart when I go back and look at them. But that was a word that I've gone back to over and over uh, because it was so like it apprehended me out of the blue. And I just knew that, that I'd heard the Lord in that moment. And I thought, well, that's not the devil telling me that prayer is going to increase. That's the Holy Spirit. That's right. And so I think we have great things to look forward to. Um, and and I, but I would say that if you find yourself in a season, you know, I'm not even talking about the nation right now, but even individually and personally, and maybe it's in your family or whatever, you find yourself in a place of turbulence or chaos. Yeah. I just want to encourage you. The Holy Spirit wants to go to work in that. Let that be a context for prayer. Get back to the place of prayer and watch the Holy Spirit work. Watch him drive out the where there's darkness watch him drive out where the where you don't have peace and watch how he begins to minister what christ has has given to us and good. so anyway good, good, good. really good boy that's very encouraging yeah once okay. i saw that it wasn't even a very long word that we were talking about you know for the last 10 minutes or so i saw that and i thought oh it just like it's like washes over me like thank you jesus you saw all the end from the beginning, and you're telling it. You told Andrew in 2022. Yes, this is nothing compared. You know, isn't that encouraging? I mean, we've titled is. something a prayer movement, and that 
that is a good thing. I mean, we we've definitely seen God's hand on a on the prayer movement, but I think it, it's so it was such an uh foreign thought to me that what we've presently experienced within the prayer movement is just a drop in the bucket. Yeah. And so there's a chorus of prayer. That's the thing too. It's like I think we're gonna see ourselves rising. Uh there's gonna almost like the Lord is gonna be a you know, directing an orchestra of prayer in these days, and we're going to find ourselves in such unity and such yeah, glorious. I was going to say that unity because that's what I'm feeling while you're speaking is that it's not just that more bodies and mouths are moving and, and praying is going, it's not just that there's a lot bigger number, it's that these are prayers done in unity, which is a massive difference than prayers not done in unity. Yeah. You know, here's some prayer, there's some prayer, everywhere a little prayer, prayer. But yeah. when it's done in this, in the unity that this is indicating by this word, that's a whole different level of expectation yes. I think we would have, how God would move amidst that. Absolutely. Cool. It's exciting. So, yeah. so yeah, th- you know, that's been like a, a context I feel like God's, you know, had us in is that we're going to start to see a, a ramping up of it. Um, so let me go to, um, the next, and by the way, at the end, here's what I do believe God's going to do within this prayer movement is he's going to start exposing the idolatry that has replaced the fires of prayer in order that we can repent, rebuild our altars of prayer and recover that revival. And And what, what do you mean, Andrew, by idolatry? Give me an example. Or give the people an example. Uh, well, you know, idolatry can mean different things. Um, you know, Scripture says that we make for ourselves our own idols. And so really, whatever we place before um, God, we may not even intentionally do it. It may not even be like a confession we make. Oh, I'm going to put this before God. But by virtue of where our time and our passion and our focus is gives to it. Those things can become idols in our lives. And so let's just say, you know, um, media may not be a, uh, in and of itself, a bad thing, but it can become an idol if we allow it. And so in that, in the idolatry of these things, and by the way, um, idolatry, well, I can go into more of that here. Um, in fact, let me just move on. Sure. Um, but, but the point to your question, Steve is, Really, idolatry can can be anything that we put before God. We put as a as something that draws more of our worship, more of our focus than He does. Mm, okay. And so, um, let me go here read this. So, he's he's uh, going after some of this. And I had a dream, November first, twenty twenty three. In my dream, I saw a prophet confronting the mixture within the church in terms of them living. I thought this was really interesting. I knew when this prophet was confronting the body of Christ, he was confronting them from where they were living from their past victories, but not in a present reality of seeking his face. So in the dream, this prophet was able to see into the eyes of people and discern if their fire was a present fire or a past fire. 
I thought, man, that's intense. I felt the fear of the Lord in the dream as, as this prophet was confronting. He wasn't confronting with anger, but he was looking into their eyes and, and literally saying, this is a present fire or this is a past fire. And it was past fire. Past fire mean like what? So in other words, um, I guess the best way to say it is you're living. I'll say it this way. It's like what the book of Revelation says. You have a name that you're alive, but you're really dead. So a lot of times you're living out of a previous place where you were once alive, where you were once on fire, where you once experienced great victory. And not not necessarily is that a bad thing to to go and remember those things. But when you're trying to live with a name because of what was done in the past, instead of presently living out day by day that that pursuit of God, that that fire of God, then it's really a former fire and it's not present. And um, and really, if you want to get down to it, it's probably fake and hypocritical. I think that's kind of the mixture that this prophet was trying to go after and saying, you once had a fire that was really true and alive, but your present day fire is not alive. It's not on fire. And uh, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking in my own life and our own ministry. I know there was a season in the 90s in the 90s when the, the blessing movement, the Toronto blessing and then. And God would be in these massive meetings, and people would be falling on the floor. And and we in the, we were even instructed in those days that we were. I was on the ministry team. They'd say, "Just pray more, more, Lord, more, Lord." And because some of what was happening, you only didn't, you only kind of needed to say more, Lord, and do more of what you're doing. Well, that became a model. Mm-hmm. Then after a while. People forget that we were saying more of what you're really doing, Lord. And and then it got to the point where people were saying, well, let's more, Lord. And you're saying more what? Nothing's happening. And you're saying more, you know, and it was like the the model. You, you grabbed onto the model instead of the fire was gone. The fire mm. was gone. For it. And that, that just happens in movements. Sure. Nothing bad. It's just like. The Holy Spirit had moved moved on and said, "Come with me." The Holy Spirit said, "Come with me," and we're going, "No, wait, more, yeah. Lord, right here." <laughs> yeah. So something along that line. Absolutely. No, that's right on. And um, so, so in this dream, uh, when the prophet was confronting the people, it wasn't he wasn't condemning them. Right. I knew that it was the Spirit of Truth convicting people for what I knew the Holy Spirit was saying, this is hypocrisy. Mm. And it was, it was provoking people awake in mm. the dream. And when the prophet looked at certain people who had turned back to, so like I knew in the dream that there were certain people who saw that they were living, um, they were not living in a present fire. They yeah. had no, they had no active uh, pursuit of the Lord. But in the dream, I knew that they had turned back to seek the face of God. And when this prophet looked into their eyes, he literally said, I can see the glory of God. With Oh, wow. So that was really uh, powerful to watch this unfold in a dream. And it honestly, I woke up really convicted, like, oh, my Lord, help me to, to not live out of the 
the ashes of the past or you know what what once burned bright i don't want to just count on that i want to have a present day living fire because i'm seeking your face and and because i'm getting away from idolatry those things that are taking my fire can you clarify when you're when this prophet's looking at different people are you saying there's a mixed crowd and some had the fire and some didn't have the fire and it just really depended on the person it wasn't yep. like it wasn't like god entered a room and rebuked everybody some nope. were some were given spiritual kudos to use it absolutely okay. yeah in fact um <laughs> In fact, one of the guys, so there was several people. I saw this guy go down the line and, and, you know, he was just looking in people's eyes and it was like, he could say, Oh, that's a past fire. And then he looked at somebody and say, I see the glory of God within your eyes. And, you know, and all of this stuff. And one of the guys that he said, I see the glory of God in your eyes was a young man that um, I had recently been reconnected with. And so I called him and told him, Hey, this is what I saw you in the dream and the Lord looked at your eyes and wow. said this. And he goes, man, he goes, you have no idea that the uh, journey I've been on recently. He goes, I, I've just completely recommitted my life back to the Lord. He goes, I'm presently seeking the face of God. I'm, he goes, right, I'm goodness. literally going after the glory of God right now. And I said, well, bro, you, you were in the dream and, and the prophet saw into your eyes and said, I see the glory of God. And that was such a powerful confirmation, not only for him, but also for me to say, this is, God is going after this stuff. He wants, he wants to look into our eyes and see what burns in him as well. So, so good. Wow. Yeah. That's very motivational to me, isn't it? <laughs> to us, it's like to hear that story, to see that. Yes. Yeah, it's like, I'm, yeah, in my heart, I'm going, Lord. When you look in my eyes, please let's go. Let's see that. And if you're not seeing it, let's go for it, man. Let me just go for it. And by the um, way, I won't say the name of the prophet because I don't have his permission. But I saw who it was, and I I reached out to him and told him. I said, "Hey, nice. You're scary, dude. This is what you're supposed to be doing." No. <laughs> Good. But anyway. Good. Um, I bet that encouraged him. Yeah, I hope it did. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, let me move on. So I'm still in the same dream this night, except it's a second dream. So it's like a second scene. And in that dream, I was with the same prophet. He and I were attending the same training and boot camp. Um, There were several others, both men and women also in the training camp. Most of the others either got sick from exhaustion or just quit because it was just too intense. However, both him and I were sincerely surprised that people quit because we honestly did not feel like this training camp was that intense. And then it hit us in the dream, and we both realized that our past training through grueling life circumstances and a long history of walking with God, it uh, that in and of itself had been like this lifelong boot camp that Mm. had prepared us for what was ahead. So this temporary brief boot camp in the dream did not feel hard to us at all. And so then uh, in the dr- next in the dream, uh, this prophet and myself, we decided to go out to eat together and fellowship. He left to head to the restaurant and I was going to meet him. 
the prophet called me on the phone while he was on his way and said, meet me at Country Time Buffet. Hmm. And so I headed that direction. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. On the drive to meet him, I had a download from the Lord, and I knew that both him and I would be given words for the year 2024 for the entire country. Whoa. I knew God was saying, I knew he was saying in the dream that we're on a a drive to a place called country time. And the Lord was saying, I'm going to give both of you, this other prophet and you, Andrew words for 2024 about the country. It's going to be the country time for 2024. And so I knew that the boot camp that we were in had been preparing us all for this next intense season of the country. That's what I want to say again. I believe 2024 might look and feel like a very intense season, but it's going, uh, God is going to help us navigate. So in other words, I believe that what is ahead will be quite demanding and shaking, but God will be supplying clear words. He's going to speak prophetically. He's going to give the words prophets. There's going to be his word that will help us to navigate and come into all that he wills and has decreed for us as a nation. Uh, but But I do believe he's saying for some, it's going to feel like an exhausting year. At some, it's going to be incredibly turbulent. Uh, but I believe God's saying, but many of us have been prepared. We're ready to go forward. It's time for the country uh, to really break through. So I hope that makes sense. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's a mixed word, not mixed bad, but just mixes. Like there's, and some are going through a really intense time. Um, yeah, it's not quite clear to me, is it? Is it like a year of warfare pressing through? Or, I mean, can you clarify a little bit more? You know, I I didn't get any specifics in this dream. Okay. But what I understood is that the boot camp that we were in, yeah. in this dream, was a preparation for what was ahead. Okay. In other words, we need to be armed. We need to be trained. You know, boot camps, um, are trying to help you build uh, and equip you to be prepared to engage in victorious warfare. Yeah. And so, yeah. You, you know, and so I think God's saying this is a year of war. It's a year to go and take the battle to the gates. It's a yeah. year for the country. It's country time. I feel like God's saying 2024, we're going to have a major uh, warfare for the country, but it is time for the word of the Lord to prevail over the United States. I just think this is going to be a year of breakthrough. And I don't believe this is what I think God's saying. Don't make the mistake to think that the turbulence, that the difficulty, that the pressure is a sign that it's all going down. God's saying this is actually the sign that we're breaking through. There's going to be a a breaker anointing released to the nation. And I think we're going to, I think we're going to, uh, see the fulfillment of words that have been prophesied for a long, long time. But that's just good. very, very good. No, no, I appreciate that. That's really encouraging. Yeah, love it. You know, it's interesting because today 
I haven't done it yet, but the Lord says, look up all the scriptures. And I don't know how many there are, if there's three or four or one or two or 20 or 30, uh, especially in the New Testament that compares uh, the Christian walk to being in the army of the Lord. Anything that relates to military service or fighting or the race to be won, uh, that Lord was just telling me to look them up, look those up. So that's my journey going to be the, that this week. Wow. Um, so it's interesting what you're saying, because awesome. I've never been given that those marching orders before. I don't know how many passages there are, but wow, that's good, Steve. Well, that that's encouraging to hear that. Yeah. And um, the other thing about the dream, and I'll just say this: the, the first part of the dream, when the prophet was going to look into our eyes, and he was saying, you know present fire, past fire. I think that's part of the same context of the dream is we don't, we can't afford right now to, uh, to have a, a dull fire, a past fire, a name that we're alive, but we're actually dead. We can't afford that right now. God's saying, Hey, we it's boot camp season. It's time to get it's country time. We have to go fight for the nation this year, 2024. We got to go to battle. And we got to be prepared. We can't have uh, we got to have fires of prayer burning in our hearts, burning in the in the body of Christ. This can't be a passive year. We can't be tranquilized by the spirit of this age. We have to be ready. We have to be. uh, Yeah, we got to go to the front lines and go to battle in prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. so, yeah, moving on to the next one. This number four. Are we going to number four? Where? Uh, let's see. Um, There's that army thing again in number yeah. four. Look at that. Um, you know, let, let me just see. I might skip this one. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I think I'll skip that one. Just okay. I'm looking at the time here. So, okay. um, oh, one of the things I did think I forgot to mention, and let okay. me let me just share this because I think it's another important part of what I just shared is that, and I don't, I wrote this dream down somewhere and I don't think it ended up in our notes or at least I can't find it. So (laughs) um, it it was a real quick dream. It was very recently. It was in, it was within uh, two or three weeks ago. I had this dream and in the dream, I saw the house of God. It was like, I, I knew I'm looking at a house and I knew the house represented the house of God. And as I looked at the house, I saw windows all across the whole entire house. Like there was multiple floors and they all had windows. And then there was a, you know, doors in the house. And I looked at this house and all of a sudden I saw a, um, a witch. Um, it, it was, it, it didn't look quite human. It looked somewhat human, but then it also looked spiritual. And I, I knew by revelation in the dream, what I was looking at was the spirit of witchcraft. And it was sitting on top of the roof on the house of God. And uh, it began to paint black, black paint around every single door and window. And as soon as it painted black around every door and window, all of a sudden I saw little small idols, like like statues appear in the windows. Some looked like um, some looked like Baal statues. Some looked like 
skeleton statues. Some They were just weird. I knew God was saying this is idolatry. So, um, and is this idolatry prayer or just idolatry in general that, that you're seeing? I think it was idolatry. Yeah. Idolatry. I think it was just the, I think it was just idolatry that was seeking to do, you know, it was like this spirit of witchcraft was seeking to place idolatry in front of our eyes. Our, it was the gates. It was the windows to the house of God. It was blocking our view. It, every window had these things stationed at it. And in the dream, I saw the spirit of witchcraft had uh, strings attached to these idols. And in the dream, suddenly I rose up and I began to prophesy. And I said, I, I basically said, it is time to sever the strings of the puppet master and overthrow our idols. So in the dream, all I knew was that we began to cut the strings of the puppet master and we began to uh, overthrow, push out the idols. So I woke up from the dream and I thought it was really interesting because I believe it's, uh, I again, I wrote this down in my notes, but now I don't know where it's at. But in the scriptures, there's a passage uh, in the New Testament. It talks about the acts of the flesh are obvious. It goes right. on, to, you know, it talks about sexual immorality talks about these other things. And then it says idolatry. It couples the word idolatry, and then it links it with the word and witchcraft. Idolatry and witchcraft. Here's what I knew is that the spirit of witchcraft had gained a place of control, almost like it was a puppet master for many in the body of Christ because of idolatry. And God was saying, I want to uh, throw the idols down and break the puppet master off of my people so that they can rise up as the house of God in the earth. As, so they can be a true people of revival and fire and prayer, but they have to deal with their idolatry, which has, which has been linked. It's linked to witchcraft wow. and it has been controlling them. It's been siphoning their fire. It's been drawing away their passions it's been keeping them from being all that I've called them to be. So I just wanted to share that because I think that is an important part of what God is after right now. Well, yeah, I mean, you've said this is like the second time today you've talked about idolatry. And so, you know, we don't, I don't normally think of myself as I better check on my idolatry right now. I don't think that (laughs) way normally. But yeah. now I am because of this word of the Lord. I'm saying, oh, what, you know, I, basically there's that one scripture says, examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. It's kind of like that. Examine yeah. yourself and see where the Lord might be uh, seeing idolatry in my life. Right. And and Steve, I'll make it really clear for a lot of people. When I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what is there something that, that I can do to just like if I was to able to, I asked him, I said, Lord, find anything in me. What is in me? And how do I know if there's idolatry in me? Okay, good. And I asked him this. And I felt the Lord says, whenever you, whenever I draw you to the place of prayer, but you would rather go do this, or you find yourself going to do this, that is, that's a sign to you that you're, that you have a realm of idolatry. So whatever this is, oh yeah, I mean yeah. that's a 
I say, ouch, but it hurts so good. In other words, at least God's putting his finger on it because I can think of things that uh, I'm right supposed to go to prayer right now. But let me just look at this real quick before I do that. And yeah. and I do that a lot. And yep. the, you're saying the Lord was looking at that saying, check check your idolatry meter right here, right? Yeah, and I don't want people to come under a law and to say, oh, right. you have to be like, you know, striving. Yeah, like you don't have to be freaking out. But I just do feel like God is saying, hey, the reason that prayer has been dull, the fire mm. has been dull is in great part due to idolatry. And we have to go after it. We got to we have to be a bit more violent, especially in this year. I believe God's saying I got to get idolatry out of my people because I need them to burn hot. I need their fire. I need them to have prayer burning. Um, the year is going to demand it. So that's what I want to just share there. <laughs> really good. Yeah, very important. Okay, so um, moving on. Uh, two more dreams here, if yeah. that's okay. Sure. So the uh, 2007, so I'm taking us way back. And I guess I'm sharing this because it, it goes in line with what I believe God's saying and doing right now. But um, in 2007... I had a dream, and in the dream, I walked up a flight of stairs into an upper room, and I saw two books sitting on the floor in the middle of the room. So I, I get into this upper room. There's two books literally on the floor, and I did not see any of the author's names on the books, but I did see the titles of the books. And the first book said the Issachar anointing. Okay. And the second book, had a picture of an Air Force pilot. And the title of the book read Prayer Force. So it was interesting. It was like a play on words. It was like not the Air Force, but the Prayer, prayer Force. Force. Oh, like it. And immediately upon seeing both of these books in the in the dream and in the room, I ran into the room. I literally remember this. I dove head first. I mean, I just dove in the room and grabbed violently the books. And I grabbed them and I said, these are mine. <laughs> and um, I believe the dream was a personal invitation from the Lord to carry these two mandates yeah. of an Issachar anointing and to help raise up a prayer force. And so the, the understanding of the Issachar anointing you can look in the scriptures about the sons of Issachar, and they were those who knew the signs uh, of the times, the seasons, and they knew what was required. They knew what Israel should do and how they should act. And actually, they were commanders, um, and it said that all their brethren were at their command. And because here's the thing is you don't want to go fight a battle that you have faulty intel. You want to have, you know, you don't want to have blunders in warfare. Um, because you'll you'll make room for the enemy. You want to have uh, uh, actionable intel that strikes the mark, and that's what I yeah. see. Issachar is Issachar anointing is the ability to to get prophetic intel that strikes the mark. Here's what here's what time it is. Here's what we need to do, and so that's part of what I believe God wants to do, not just through me, but I believe He's doing this in the body of Christ. I believe that's part of the prophetic anointing. He's giving us right now is you need to know what time it is. Here's what I'm doing. Here's what the enemy's doing. And here's what we need to do. 
And the other component with that is, I believe God's saying it is time to raise up a prayer force. And, um, you know, uh, Steve, I was going to mention, and maybe this for another time, but I am writing, I've, I've mentioned this before. I'm writing a book right now called Dreams to Save a Nation. Oh, wow. And yeah. I'm, I'm just wrapping up finishing it. And the the whole point of this book is to give kind of Issachar prophetic for intercession, how to help um, inter, um, intercessors, prayer warriors pray for the nation. And that's what I feel like God's doing right now. He is saying, I want to raise up a prayer force in the earth, a prayer force for America. And we need to have an Issachar anointing in the prophetic uh, so that we know what time it is and we know how to how to target our prayers, what to pray, what to decree. So really, really good. Yeah. Wow. And then you have time for is that one there is this on number six? Do you want to do that one? Yeah, I'll do number six here. Yeah, that'd be good. So November 6, 2023, in this dream, um, I was in a conference. I was in a conference room where President Trump was. And I saw that his bodyguard needed to step out to take care of a certain matter. Hmm. And I realized that Trump's side was not covered. So I ran to his side, willing to protect him from anything that may come near him from that direction. By the way, I think that's probably a just an invitation, not only for me personally, but for us as intercessors to come to his side. Let's really begin even afresh. Let's pray for him in this season um, and come to his side. That's good. That's a word of wisdom right there. And as I stood near him, he looked at me and smiled. We shook hands in the dream. And I said, I'm Andrew Whalen. And he responded and said, I know of you. And I've heard great things. This is fun to have this in a dream. (laughs) Yeah. And he said, I know about you and Johnny Inlow and Elijah Streams. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Very. And he said, you are all doing great things. Wow. That's such a cool thing to have that. Very Wow. Very cool. And so in the dream, he stood up to walk out of the room, but I ended up walking with him. He looked at me and said, I used to think that God would just do everything. I used to think that all that was needed was for a prophet to say it, and that was it. God would do the rest. But now, and this is Trump saying this, he said said this, he goes, I used to think God would do the rest, but now I know I wasn't right. God will do what only he can do, but we must do our part. Wow. At that moment. It was like I had an instant revelation in the dream. I had an instant revelation of what he meant. I knew that he felt that the church is too naive sometimes Mm -hmm. in that they just assume that when God says something, they don't have to play a part in praying and fighting for it. Then I knew he also meant that the church, it's funny how you know, I just had these knowings. Yeah, you know stuff, right? And I just had these knowings. Yeah, and and I I knew that he also meant that the church doesn't have 
much of a grid for the kingdom outside of the four walls of the church. And again, I had another instant knowing that when he said, we must do our part, that our prayers. So what I knew is when he said, we must do our part. In other words, God will do what, what only he can do, but we must do our part. When he said that, I knew that our prayers were aiding the military. Our, I knew that the, the body of Christ, our prayers were actually helping the military activities um, wow. taking place across the earth. Wow. And that these military activities, this is, this is crazy. This is the revelation I had. These military activities were just as spiritual and kingdom as the activity that happens in the four walls of the church. Because what I knew is that these operations of the military and these actions of these soldiers um, were, they were acting as the ministers of God's kingdom justice. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I discerned, so I'm, I'm going on with this. I discerned that Trump was frustrated that the church could not recognize the way the kingdom of God was at work through his presidency. Not to say all the church. I, I don't want to, you know, I, I just knew there was a frustration involved in his heart. Like with some of the church not recognizing things. Yeah. They were, they were frustrated. He was frustrated that the church could not recognize the way the kingdom of God was at work through his presidency and even through behind the scenes operations. And then I said this in the dream. I said to myself out loud in the dream, Trump is more of a prophet than most prophets. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I continued to walk with him in the dream and the dream ended. So, you know, wow. I think the dream is clear in some ways, but I, but also what's coming to me or, uh, but also me coming to his side. And I shared this earlier might represent a new and an urgent need to pray on his behalf. And we also must not rest naively in previous prophecy without praying into them. We have to pray. And we must also pray for the military, recognizing that it's God's ministry of justice being employed through their operations. You know, um, I think sometimes for for my own self, I'm, I'm guilty of, I elevate... President Trump so high because he's brilliant, he's a genius, he's a tactician, he's a 5D chess player. But I elevate him so much and appropriately elevate him, I guess. But on the other hand, um, without the Lord, without our prayers, without us coming alongside, he can only do so much. He's a human being, yep. you know. And so I, I, I often sit back and say, well, I wonder what amazing things he's going to do next as if he's god he's not god right he's a he's a servant of the lord like we all are yep. and so uh, you know we, he needs our help and and that's brilliant what god's showing you that we don't we the body of christ don't realize how much our prayers are helping the actual military doing their job and i mean that is probably way more pregnant 
in current meeting than we have any idea <laughs> because they're fighting in tunnels beneath the earth absolutely as we speak yep and yet we can't even talk about these things right you no know, so we have to pray wow that's lighting the fire under me and you know steve the other thing i would say is have we made listen we're supposed to honor and pray you know honor and uh and admire and love who president trump yeah but have we made him an idol because we expect him to do everything instead of us praying? Yeah, I think so. That's kind of my point, too, that yeah. without meaning to make him an idol, I have sometimes made it because I just I mean, even Kim Clement prophesied once that what that his his strategy is. He said his Trump speaking of Trump, his strategy is so brilliant. He'd roll his R's or L's or whatever. He would just say, and I'm going, yeah. He's so brilliant, but that can only be elevated so far. We shouldn't put it up here because he's not the Holy Spirit. He's yeah. not God. He right. needs prayers. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, we can make him an idol. And and that and that's the thing is like I love President Trump. I yeah. I I think he's he's not a perfect man, you know. But I right. I, I love just what he stands for, and you know. Yes. But the fact is. Um, if we expect him to do what God said without us praying, I think yeah. that, you know, it's not what God wants. The other thing I would say is, and, and this is what hit me too, when I said Trump's more of a prophet than many prophets, That's what, what uh, reminded me, I, it reminded me of a dream, and I won't go into the whole dream, but I was prophesying over Donald Trump, and I said his words uh, will not fall to the ground. And that's what it said about Samuel. His words yeah. didn't fall to the ground. And I feel like God might be saying, hey, go back and find out what President Trump has said. The yeah. things that he the things that he said he's going to do, the things that he said, you know, he's going to do for America, for Israel, for the nations. For You know, go go down the list and let's begin to pray into these words, because yeah. I'm thinking that God's saying I'm inviting a, a prayer force to rise to see that uh, Trump's words, those that are that were anointed by the Lord, those words that are going to help life, help America, help the nations. Let's contend for these things to come to pass. And so that that's just kind of a burden on my heart right now. Really, yeah, it really, really is. Well, I mean, one example is he said a number of times we're going to have a deportation. Um, operation the size of which you've never seen in, in American history. Talk about MS-13 gang members and criminals that have been shipped over here, people that have crossed the border illegally who have only harm in mind for this country. Absolutely, He's not even referring to necessary people that are looking for an opportunity. He's referring to this, uh, the deportations of the wicked people that have that want to kill us. Absolutely. And, but that requires prayer on our part, which is what you're saying right now. For that to that needs to be prayed into. We can't just say, "Yeah, I can't wait till Trump comes and does that." Even when he does come back fully uh, in both president and commander in chief, because right now he's commander in chief. Everyone, anyone yep. that knows anything, basically he's commander. But he, when he comes back as both, he's still going to need our our intercessions, prayers, and intercessions. He can't do this alone. Yep, you know. No, absolutely. And the dream gives me great courage or, you know, encouragement. Yeah. Because 
it's it's reminding me that do we know who we are do we understand yeah. what we have been given in the realm of authority yeah. and that president trump you know we always think of government not we but you know people think of the president as the highest office in the land and i'm thinking well maybe that's the position that god will operate through but the highest office in the land are those who have access directly to the throne of god like that's true we've been positioned with christ you know seated with him in heavenly places and so i just believe that god wants us to recover the realm of faith and prayer to see these prophecies to see these words really break through and come forth there's a lot that has been spoken and prophesied some of it's broken through and and a lot of it hasn't and we still have to rise up this is what it's coming but but this is what i want to put out a call to say it's time to rise in prayer let 2024 be a year that marks you in prayer like never before even even as we're leading up to this new year let's let this be a year of throwing out idols get rid of idolatry get rid of prayerlessness get rid of the uh, the fire uh, stealers mm. and just recover that faith, that fire. Uh, Cause we're going to need it for this year. It's going to be a good year, but anyway. Yeah. Well, well go ahead. If you want to uh, last few minutes here, pray for the people they're watching and yeah, just encourage them in that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, heavenly father, yeah. I know that you are so you're so in love with us. You so loved us. You gave your only son, Jesus, on our behalf. And we praise yes, you. Lord. We give you thanks through your son, Jesus. We thank you for everything that we have received through Jesus. And even in this week of Thanksgiving, we just say yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, I pray we would overflow with Thanksgiving in this time. And Lord, we do. We don't receive condemnation in our hearts right now, we receive gladly the conviction of the Holy Spirit, God. And I pray that uh, you would uh, provoke us in faith right now to throw down every idol, to remove and break uh, our, our partnership with idolatry and sever the ties and the cords of witchcraft. God, that we would not be controlled and manipulated uh, by these kinds of things and that our fire would not be dull, yes, wouldn't be dampened, but God, our fires would be kindled yes, Lord. afresh. Lord, I pray, breathe and stir and fan into flame the fire of the Holy Spirit in each of our lives. And Lord, I just de- uh, declare, I decree the work of the Holy Spirit yes, in Lord. each heart, in each family. I decree the work of the Holy Spirit in the United States of America. We just say, Holy Spirit, go to work. Go to work. Bring conviction of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Make the Lord known. Glorify Mm. Jesus' name. And Lord, we pray that that darkness and chaos and turbulence uh, would be driven out even this year. And we say, as 2024 uh, comes upon us, let us be prepared. Let us be yes, ready. Let Lord. our altars, our, our prayer altars be established. Let our hearts be free from idolatry. Let our lives be yes, positioned Lord. to be a prayer force. I pray God Lord. rally and raise up a prayer force in this new day. And God, I thank you 
that a new chorus of prayer is rising even now. Even now, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right, your website is vanquishpw.com. So anyone, anything else you want to, any other announcements before we go? Uh, well, I mentioned at the beginning that we're doing something called Strike Force. It's just a, a equipping membership. If people want to check that out, you can go to vanquishpw.com. And if you sign up for uh, Strike Force before 2024, you'll get a free gift. It's a whole masterclass called uh, Dreams 101 foundations and activations so yep that's it all right well barry wunch will be with us in the morning 11 o'clock pacific we actually will be recording him soon this afternoon and you'll see him first thing in the morning so everybody have a great day thank you so much thank you andrew give our love to kelly and uh, we'll we'll talk to you again soon and everybody have a great day see you in the morning bye-bye this has been elijah streams thanks for listening For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.